It is Super Bowl week. We made it. We're at the last game of the season. It is officially Super Bowl week. Super Bowl 53. Patriots and Rams. We made it. It's, it's exciting. It's a little sad because it means the football season's coming to an end. But here it is. Whether you like it or not. Whether you're a bitter Saints fan or a happy Patriots fan. Deal with it. So before we get into our Super Bowl discussion and our the rest of our picks... Welcome back to We Got a Memo podcast for our fourth episode. We're going to start with a few other NFL headlines and news stuff before we get into that. Um, So I'm just going to start with the Pro Bowl. Before we started recording, I was the only one that watched any of it other than like highlights or some internet memes and funny moments from it. But I thought it was terrible. I tweeted out exactly what I thought about it. I said it sucks. Just straight out, it sucks. For an example, there was one running play where I think it was Lamar Miller was running. I could be way off because I don't even know if he was in the Pro Bowl. But he was literally touched with two hands and they whistled it dead. And I was just like, that's ridiculous. J.J. Watt tweeted about it. It was just sad. It was like no one was trying. I guess the players were having fun, which great for them. But as a fan, I was like, well, you know, there's no real football game on, so maybe I'll throw it on. It was so boring, so terrible. I don't know if they get rid of it, what they can do with it. Because in comparison, on Friday, I watched the NHL All-Star Skills Challenge. And that was so much more fun to watch. The speed skating one, uh, a U.S. woman Olympian hockey player skated faster than a couple of the guys, which I thought was awesome. The slap shot challenge, which shows how fast, um, I guess, the best shooters are. The guy who won on the Capitals, Carlson, shot, I think, like 102 or something like that. It was way better than the Pro Bowl or any of the skills challenge the NFL has. So I don't know what the NFL can do. Obviously, it's still the biggest sport because it gets more ratings than some NBA playoffs games and series until the finals. But I would rather watch those playoff games than the Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl was terrible. Do you guys have any takeaways from it? I know you didn't watch it, but any thoughts? know if it means they're better players but for sure it means their team's better well michael you can get out of my face (laughs) wow thanks john um i was just gonna say i saw juju smith schuster got injured so yeah um it was like leo jones no i think it was a, a knee injury but we got lucky that it wasn't like an acl or something because juju smith schuster could potentially be our number one receiver for next year if Antonio Brown leaves. So I think they people were saying we got lucky with his injury, but I just, I don't know. Was it, was it bad weather too? It was, was it, raining. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just not, I don't know. I don't think it's worth playing in. Yes, yeah, for an update on that, 
It says, Smith-Schuster is feeling fine. It was just a knee contusion. It's not believed to be anything serious. But you're right. What if he tore an ACL? I'm pretty yeah. sure the Steelers would yeah. be very upset and would demand some sort of change because the Rooney family is so respected amongst the NFL. But yeah. you're right. It could happen. Yeah, I mean, just like as you were talking, like giving your little spiel on the Pro Bowl, I was thinking like, uh, I know for like Major League Lacrosse or like MLS, they play, you know, for their like all-star type, you know, Pro Bowl type game. They like play like a big team. Like, so like Major League Lacrosse, it'll be like the all-stars versus Team USA. Um, and then, you know, this past year they had, the MLS All-Stars versus Juventus. So, like, they, I mean, obviously there's no big teams out. They could play, like, Alabama or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well. That would finally settle that debate. You know, can can an NFL team beat, or can a college team beat an NFL team? Actually, that's probably worse because it's, like, the All-Stars. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so maybe not. I actually like John's idea of, like, the combine. Like, let's see who the fastest NFL players like I want to see Tyreek Hill versus gosh I, don't, I can't think of anyone Saquon Barkley like right next to each other some of the fastest guys like who's the strongest who can like just do another combine like that would be fun yeah. like I'd watch that um but yeah. yeah anything they need to do some even the skills competition like they have dodgeball like <laughs> yeah like it's fun for the players Maybe to just, like, you know, goof around with the other guys. But, come on, this isn't Mount St. Mary's in your murals. We're not playing dodgeball. The accuracy challenge doesn't really, for the quarterbacks, doesn't have any, really, anything on the line. So that's kind of boring. Fun fact, Adam Thielen, a wide receiver for the Vikings, scored more points than Mitch Trubisky. So that's kind of embarrassing for him. Um, And then the other one was... The wide receivers did a catch thing. I would rather see them do a timed gauntlet like they do at the Combine rather than the stuff they do at the Pro Bowl. So, I don't think we're alone in thinking something else has to be done. I think we'd find very few arguments against it. It was just sad. And unless you guys have anything more to say about it, I think we can move on. It's just sad. It sucks. NFL's got to do something. Some other NFL headlines that I saw this past week. Um, The Antonio Brown saga situation. Nothing's really happened yet. Other than Antonio Brown's just been doing more stuff on social media. Like he... I think there's an Instagram picture of him in a 49ers uniform. Which is pretty... I mean, like, like it's cool to think. But like, nothing's happening right now. Xavier, do you have anything as our Pittsburgh rep? Uh... I mean, I kind of think there's actually a chance he comes back um, just because I guess I did see that there have been talks between Antonio Brown and the Steelers recently. Like, they are communicating. Like, before they didn't talk at all, but I guess this past week they actually started to talk to each other. Um, So I actually think there's a chance he still comes back, but I don't think they're taking out the idea of trading him still. I, I don't think... I think that's all a Jerry Rice kind of thing. He wants to see Antonio Brown in a in a 49ers uniform. So, um, I don't know. I just, yeah, we'll see. It's so up in the air. You don't know what's going to happen. 
Yeah, the biggest hey, thing. You oh, sorry, John. Why go ahead. you don't like Mike Tomlin? Um, I just don't think he has any discipline for the team. I mean, the way he handled Antonio Brown. Just look at this whole thing. He put there was like a whole news article about how Tomlin put up with Antonio Brown just because of how good he was. Like, I, I'm sorry, but like. Like, Bill Belichick, he's gotten rid of some of the good players. Like, one player can bring down a whole team. And if you look at the Steelers, that was Bell and Antonio Brown this season. So I just don't think Tomlin handled Antonio Brown's situation well at all. Um, to go off on that, I think the, one of the biggest differences, you look at the quarterback position between the Patriots and the Steelers. Like, Tom Brady's, like, holding everyone accountable, you know, making sure everyone knows, like, he buys into Bill Belichick's system. Whereas Ben Roethlisberger, he's, like, calling people out publicly every other week. Just, you know, he's just like, oh, I shouldn't be, like, he's not taking any blame, which maybe he shouldn't, but I don't think that's really good leadership on his part to, like, call out James Washington, a, a rookie wide receiver. You know, I I think that's one of the biggest things. I want to ask you, Zay, is there a coach... Or someone you would rather see than Mike Tomlin? Because you can't deny how successful Tomlin's been. So, like, if you want him gone, is there someone you think could replace him? Um. Wow. Uh, I, I haven't thought of that, to be honest. But Tomlin honestly, Tyron, your brother. No, no, I would take anyone, honestly. I think we need to let Tomlin go. Tomlin go. He hasn't been successful. I mean, he has won Super Bowl, and he has won lots. That's what I was going to say. Is I, I don't think that he has been, like, really that successful. Like, he's had such good teams, and he has, he's gotten us nowhere. Yeah, I think he's been successful enough to kind of, you know, keep his head off the chopping block and, like, yeah. you know, kind of play it safe. But I, I don't think he's been, you yeah. know. And this is the Steelers we're talking about, you know. Exactly. Most Super Bowl wins... Uh, by any team, you know, this really dominant, like, big franchise in the NFL. And yeah. he's been good at best and iffy most of the time. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could think of someone. I'd have to think about that. Maybe Sometime. I'll get back to you next week. Yeah, just keep that in the back of your head because I hear a lot on other podcasts, people are just like, Oh, I don't like Mike Tomlin. Lost control of the team. Not a good coach. I mean, I I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who's available or who would want as a head coach. Roland? He's not available this year, but maybe next year, Jim Harbaugh. Okay. How Uh -uh. good would that be? No? You don't like it? Wait, which one? Jim. Jim's at Michigan. Oh, Jim. He's at Michigan. How good would that be that they're in the same division? Uh... I love Jim Harbaugh's coaching style, too. I don't know. He would get that locker room under control. Yeah, he would. That's a good point. the whip. Anyway. They could play each other twice a year. Ooh. Yeah. Definitely has some PR potential, but football-wise, it's definitely tough because the Steelers have had three head coaches in, like, the last 50 years or something, which is ridiculous, so. Yeah. Compare that to... The Browns. Oh, jeez. Wow. I think they've had three in the past three years. <laughs> Maybe four. I'll give them four. But. Yeah. 
I saw what Bill Belichick under since the time Bill <laughs> Belichick took over the Patriots. There's been hundred plus. Oh yeah, coaches it's... in the NFL. Somebody said ninety of those have been just the Browns. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Next headline I had: Kellen Moore is the new Cowboys offensive coordinator. This is interesting for two reasons. One, he is the all-time wins leader in college football at Boise State. He has 50 wins, which is crazy. (laughs) To go along with that, he was not good in the NFL. He's just not physically gifted enough to succeed in the NFL, which is fine. He was a backup. I think he appeared in a few games. Nothing special. But then he caught on on the coach's staff. Three appearances. Three appearances. All right. I, I was looking at it earlier. How are how are his stats? Are they? Anything? I didn't look at that much. No, that's okay. I, I I remember seeing him play, and I was just like, he's just. I think he was he was six years as a backup, and he played and he had three game appearances. So. Okay, I think it's important to note. I think one of those years, Dak Prescott got drafted, and Dak Prescott as a rookie did better than Kellen Moore, but Kellen Moore might have gotten hurt. Regardless, just not successful enough or good enough to be an NFL quarterback. But he stuck around on the Cowboys coach. I guess he's been climbing through the ranks, and now he is the offensive coordinator. Which, I mean, good for him. But it, the Pro Bowl actually popped it back into my head because the Cowboys were a coaching staff at the Pro Bowl, for the NFC, and they only scored seven points. So, I don't know if that's on Jason Garrett. I don't know how involved Kellen Moore was there. One thing's for sure is Jason Garrett was definitely involved in something, and if I was a Cowboys fan, I'd be concerned because Jason Garrett could only get seven points in a Pro Bowl in a two-hand touch game. So, something there. Other thing... Uh, Alex Smith had that terrible leg break where he almost lost his leg. A report came out this week that he is probably going to miss all of 2019. That's what the Redskins are preparing for. So, I mean, let's hope he comes back healthy. Um, And nothing, if nothing else, nothing further complicates his health. Whether he he plays again, who knows. But uh, let's just hope he comes back healthy. Um, yeah. For the Redskins, I don't know who what they're going to do at quarterback. Are they going to go a full year with Colt McCoy? Are they going to draft someone? Are they going to sign a, a Joe Flacco, a Teddy Bridgewater, or something like that? It's definitely a question we can keep in mind for future podcasts. But for now, it's, let's just hope Alex Smith comes back healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I felt pretty bad for Alex Smith seeing this when yeah. that news came out. Yeah, me too. That's rough. So... And then the last, the biggest headline, which helps us segue into the Super Bowl, Tom Brady said to Jeff Darlington that Super Bowl 53 will not be his last game, win or lose. And Roland, I want to hear your take, but for me, it's like he's playing amazing right now, showing no signs of slowing down. Like Drew Brees, you can tell he's getting old. He looked not like his old self these past few weeks, but Tom Brady's on top of his game, he's in another Super Bowl. Why quit? Yeah, those are exactly my thoughts. You know, over, you know, in the regular season, you kind of, you know, saw like the short throws and like 
just kind of like throwing it short down the field to you know whoever whatever receiver and stuff and I was like okay yeah like you can tell that he's like a 41 year old quarterback like he he definitely looks you know kind of aged at the moment I was like I wonder if like this is gonna be it but then you know come playoff I mean he you guys I'm sure you guys heard about that story that he in the bye week before Kansas playing uh not Kansas City um before playing who did they play oh the Chargers God. yeah okay yeah during the bye week oh because that's the yeah that makes sense um yeah okay so during that bye week he like met with a court with, with like his throwing coach and was like hey like I don't like the way that I'm throwing like I don't like my release and all that stuff like and they just workshopped his whole throwing motion and all that and he came back and has been I mean he looks just as good as he's ever looked so that was my thought too I was like yeah I mean why why would you you know you're going to your third straight Super Bowl obviously I mean the AFC East is still a fight for second place um you know why would you why would you quit right now so yeah John what do you think you think you should quit you think you should hang it up or keep going I don't know, but I think it's got to happen soon. He's got to go out at his peak. Nobody wants another Brett Favre situation where he keeps coming back and just continues not to do well. I think it would be great to watch him transition into coaching or something like that so he could still be around the game. But I think maybe two or three years, his age will catch up to him. And you got to go out on top rather than have an awful decline where everyone's saying, why are you still here? Yeah, what I are feel you like saying? people are still saying, why are you still here? <laughs> Even though he's playing great, they're like, why? What Is about continuing to torture this league? What about you, Zay? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you keep playing as long as, uh, as long as he does I mean, he knows when he can't play anymore, so... Um, he thinks he still has it, and obviously he does because he's in the Super Bowl. So um, I think he knows when it's time to quit. So yeah, I think that I think he definitely showed some signs of his age, even in the Chiefs game. Like he threw those two picks, the one that got he. Th- there are a couple passes that were just not there. Um, so I think he's getting old, but the Patriots are also doing a great job of doing more of a run game to help him out. Yeah, I, I feel like he's going to be in very close communication with Belichick and Bob Kraft and be like, hey, obviously he's coming back for next year, but maybe they draft someone to sit behind him this year because I don't want to see Tom... I mean, a part of me wants to, but the the overall fan of me doesn't want to see him have a last season like Peyton Manning did because Peyton was just couldn't throw the ball at the end of his career. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think Tom Brady knows his body really well. and Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if next season was his last, but um, I also wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. So we'll just see how that goes. How well, or how much, rather, do you think that people learn from their main quarterback? Like, how much would a Patriots draft pick be able to learn from Tom Brady? Well, I think it depends. For Tom Brady... 
I think at this stage of the career, I think they'd learn a lot just being like in his room, like watching film with him. But in general, I think it depends who the other quarterback is. Like Tom Brady and someone else is a different relationship between like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Like Brett Favre didn't help groom Aaron Rodgers because he's like, well, he's going to take my job. Why would I help him? Whereas like Josh McCown and the Jets with Sam Darnold, Josh McCown came into the season knowing I'm going to help Sam get better. So I think that's a part of it. But I think just being with Tom Brady and uh, Josh uh, McDaniels, would you'd learn a lot. And then it ultimately comes down to whether or not you can do what you need to do. So it depends on both the player and who the, uh, the coach is. All right. That's just that just I mean I know we didn't talk about it last week but Tom Brady after the AFC Championship game, you know, and after like doing like their interviews and all that, he like you know, met up with Pat Mahomes and like talked to him one-on-one and that was kind of like that like, you know, you know, helping him out like he's going to be in this position a lot in the next, you know, 10-15 years of his career that he's going to have with the chiefs or whoever he ends up with in the NFL. And there's just like, Hey, like, you know, and that a lot of people were like, yeah, this is Tom Brady. Like looking at his legacy now, like you've got the rings, you've got the championships and all that. Now it's like, you know, he's recognizing that there's that next generation and Pat Mahomes is definitely going to be a part of that. So like he wants to make sure that he gives him, you know, those like words of encouragement or whatever. Yeah. So, and I think that's that's something that you would see a lot with like a backup for under Tom Brady. Yeah. So, do you guys think he would be a good coach? Because there's a part of me that doesn't think he would be a good coach. Because just like he demands like that perfection, I think he'd wear a lot of people out. Yeah. Sorry, you can go. Well, I was just gonna say I don't know. I don't think he could be an offensive coordinator. But I, I do see him being, like, a quarterback coach. Um, but only for, only for a specific person. Like you said, Michael, like, I think he could, like, tire people out and mm-hmm. be so demanding. But part of that, some NFL quarterbacks like that. Right. So You're right. I think uh, I think he could be a quarterback coach, but for, like, only for a select few people. Yeah. Here we go. You heard it here on the We Got a Memo podcast. Xavier Myron calling it 2028. Tom Brady, Pat Mayhomes quarterback coach. One-on-one personal mentorship. Wow. I did not say that. Well, John O'Connor said it, and now now everyone else has the memo. Um, (laughs) All right, so let's segue into the Super Bowl. Uh, So why don't we... Maybe he retires and becomes the next Pittsburgh coach. Oh, I don't. Th- I think if he did anything, it, he'd stay Stop. in New England. But so last week we made our prelim picks for the Super Bowl. This the Super Bowl determines who of us wins. We obviously didn't make anything official, but so Roland is at three and four. All of the rest of us are four and three, and so obviously anyone can win. Everyone picked the Patriots to win, except for John, who picks the Rams. So I say, let's just go around, give your thoughts on the game, any research or stats you want to point out, 
that you think would be helpful for um, your picks, someone else's picks, someone else's bets, just what you're thinking about going into the game, and then give me who you think will win, and give me what you think the final score will be, and I'll keep that in track, and uh, I don't know how we'll determine the score, we'll figure that out next week, um, but who, who wants to start? No. Okay, I'll go, I'll All go. Right. So, um, I think there's a few uh, things to think about for this game. One is, one of the keys is the Patriots offensive line versus the Rams defensive line. Uh, Aaron Donald, the Rams defensive, line, defensive lineman. Pitt grad, let me just go out and say that. Um, defensive... I mean, he should be Defensive Player of the Year, honestly. Um, he's had such a good season, so I think that's one thing. And then you got, um, I don't know, you just got a lot of good players on the defensive line, so I think you have to watch that matchup a lot, see if they can get to Tom Brady in time. And then another one is Akeem Tlaib for the L.A. Rams cornerback who played with the Patriots. And then he also played with the Denver Broncos. And so he knows Tom Brady pretty well. So I think definitely to keep an eye on that one, um, you never, you know, he, he knows how Tom Brady plays, so he could, you know, find a way to get an interception or two in big moments. The other one is uh, Wade Phillips, the defensive coordinator for the L.A. Rams, who was the coordinator for the Broncos in 2015 when they beat the Patriots. So um, I think, what, the last three times Wade Phillips has played against the Patriots, he has done well against holding them to, uh, to not too many points. But I guess earlier in, in, in his career, I guess it wasn't too good. But the last three games he's done well. So I think that's something to look for. Uh, I mean, just look at the Chiefs. The last their defensive coordinator got fired after the Patriots game, so I think this that will be inter interesting to see what Wade Phillips does against Tom Brady this time. But uh, I am gonna go with the L.A. Rams actually. Ooh, so a switch? Yeah, um, just because I think I trust the L.A. Rams defense in this situation. I think an, uh, one of the things for the Rams to do is sh you have to shut down Julian Edelman. Um, I mean, that's Tom Brady's go-to target. So if you put Tlaib on him or even, uh, what, this slot cornerback, I think is it's Coleman. Yep. So, I mean, I think you have to shut him down. Um, and then obviously Gronkowski, but... Um, I think Edelman is your number one target for this game. I think Brady's going to look to him a lot. So, and I, I trust that uh, Wade Phillips will get it done. I think that he'll find a way to get pressure on Tom Brady. So, uh, and I, I think Jared Goff has a big game. I think the running game does well. So I am going L.A. Rams 35 and the Patriots 31. Ooh, that's a good score. So, all right, this you're locked in. You're going Rams. Yep. All right. Zay, on that note, you're talking about the LA Rams defense. They did not cover the Saints running back when he was out as uh option to catch the ball as a yeah. receiver. 
Yeah. So only caution, and I hope they can muscle up to the likes of Rob Gronkowski and other people like that. Yeah. But I'm sticking with you, going with the Rams, not settling on a score, but let's go 28-21. Okay. Do you have any other, like, matchups or little tidbits you want to throw in with that pick, or you... I think that they have a lot of strengths and, like, a one-two punch kind of situation between their running backs and all their receivers. Like, they have good options everywhere. Of course, I'm going to give the Patriots the respect they deserve and be cautious because I just watched Tom Brady last week march down the field and take out Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City defense. So... I just hope that they can muscle up and do their thing. So here's to hoping that the Rams can get it done. The Bold Rock Hard Cider agrees with me. I had to take a shot before I made my prediction. Please drink responsibly. Uh, Roland, I want you to go next because I, I don't want to, uh, since you're a Pats fan, I don't want to like take anything you were going to say from you. So I, I want you to go next. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I actually, um, a lot of the stuff that I had to say was kind of talked about with Xavier. Like, it was, uh, I thought you brought up a lot of really good points there um, with Akeep Tlaib playing with the Pats and then playing with the Broncos against the Pats like twice a year for like three or four years because regular season and AFC championship games. Um, that's definitely like a, a plus for the Rams. Um, and then Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue is obviously no joke. Um, but I still, you know, that I think that, that, yeah, that is one of the biggest, um, matchups on the field is that Patriots offensive line and that Rams defensive line. And, um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's really what it's going to come down to is whether or not the Rams can get pressure on the Patriots defense, on the Patriots offense. Um, if if you're giving Tom Brady, you know, two or three seconds in the pocket to throw, then you're not going to win this game um, because it's exactly what we saw uh, them their offensive line do to the Chiefs. Um, Tom Brady had you know months in the pocket to find his receivers and. He just they just tore the Kansas City defense up, which, granted, the Rams defense, I'd say, has gotten a lot better than the Chiefs defense. Um, when they had that Rams-Chiefs matchup in the season, it was like, okay, like there's no defense here. But I think the Rams defense has really stepped up a lot more. Um, so that is one of the things that kind of worries me as a Pats fan, is uh, that defensive line. Um and then, uh, but again, I have a lot of faith in the Patriots defense who have silently been, you know, one of the best defenses in the NFL this year. Um, for the past couple of years, they've been pretty decent. Um, but they, uh, I think they were a top 10 defense this season. Um, so they're definitely gonna, gonna be able to hopefully put some pressure on Jared Goff in his first Super Bowl appearance. Um, 
and I'm obviously going to stick with the Pats. Uh, I went against my uh, my better judgment last last week in the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. and uh, picked the Chiefs over the Pats uh, in a moment of weakness, and I'm definitely not doing that again. So um, as far as score goes, the Patriots never blow teams out in the Super Bowl. It usually comes down to a, um, a Steven Guskowski field goal or, um, you know, so, some type of, like, end-of-game type of drive. So I I definitely see it um, being close, less than a touchdown. I'm going to go uh, 31-28, Pats. 31-28, okay. So you can get there on a score thirty <clears> one. <throat> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Come on, John. Come on. <laughs> I I studied That's English in college. I can't. Four touchdowns. And the field it's, goal. Uh, it's four touchdowns and, and a field, field goal. goal. Yeah. So a lot of what you guys have said are stuff I wanted to touch on. I think one of the biggest things is if the combination of Aaron Donald and Damakon Sue. Michael Brockers, and Dante Fowler, all of whom are first-round picks, by the way, can get to Tom Brady and can collapse the pocket just by themselves. If they have to bring extra people, I think that's a problem for them. With that being said, I think the Rams will need to make sure they're able to cover players like James White out of the Patriots' backfield Mm -hmm. because, like, um, I think, John, you said it, they had trouble with Alvin Kamara Mm -hmm. and... You know, if you watch the Chiefs game, if you watch the Chargers game, the Patriots use James White out of the backfield a lot. So that's something they need to watch on. Xavier, I really liked your take on Akeem Tlaib and Wade Phillips. I think that just brings another level of experience to the Rams that will definitely help them. The things I had notes on was watching the Patriots through the playoffs, they were just so good on first down that it makes second down and third down that much easier. Like, for the Chiefs game, how many times did you see them in third and two, third and three, third and four? And it just makes it so easier. But on top of that, they were able to convert three third and tens in overtime. So obviously, getting them in late situations where they're behind the sticks is going to be big. Um, And then Michelle and that O-line have been able to just run the ball so well lately. I think that's a big advantage. So once again, it comes down to our... And Damakon Sue, Aaron Donald, and Brockers going to be able to fill occupy blockers so the Rams' speedy linebackers can get to them. For the Patriots, I think it comes down to their playoff experience, especially with like Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, Gronk, a lot of their O linemen, uh, Dante Hightower, Trey Flowers, the McCourty. They've all had this Super Bowl experience, so it's nothing new to them, especially for Tom Brady and Belichick. They've been here. The Super Bowl's not going to phase them. The lights aren't going to be too bright for them, and I think that's a big advantage for them, especially early on. Um, They're going to be in a rhythm right away unless, like, the second Giants-Pat Super Bowl, they were able to get pass rush on Brady right away. I think the first play was an intentional grounding. So if they're able to do that, they have a chance. But the Patriots, they're going to do their job. If they do their job, I think they're going to win. But especially, so I looked online, 
They're averaging 41 minutes time of possession per game. That's a half and 10 minutes. So yeah. that leaves the other team a quarter and five minutes. Not a lot of time to score points. So that's obviously their advantage. One one thing that, as a Patriots fan, let's say if I was a Patriots fan, might be concerning to me is can they cover all of the Rams' weapons? So, like, against the Chiefs, they doubled Tyreek Hill, they put J.C. Jackson on Travis Kelsey, and they put Stephon Gilmore on Sammy Watkins. And Patrick Mahomes being a young quarterback, those are kind of his top three targets, so he kind of struggled, especially early on, to distribute the ball to other people. But the Rams, their system is just so good, and Jared Goff and Sean McVay are so good on it. Are Can the Pats cover, let's say hypothetically the Rams just spread them out, could they cover Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods and Gerald Everett and Josh Reynolds and Todd Gurley? You know, there's a lot of weapons there. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to cover all of them. For the Rams, I think to win this game, they really have to do two things. They need to run the ball with Todd Gurley, C.J. Anderson, to one, keep Tom Brady off the field, um, it, he can't hurt you if he's not playing. And also to keep their defense and the rest of their players fresh because they're not, they're back, they don't have a lot of backups. Like, can you, do you even know who the backup for Aaron Donald is? I've listened to a bunch of podcasts and they're a very shallow team in the sense that the 11 guys they play on defense, they're on the field 90% of the time. So they need to run the ball to control the clock to give their defense a break. Because if it's a shootout, it's going to be who has the ball last or who has the ball first in overtime. And then, like I said before, they need to win with four on defense, Aaron Donald. Especially Aaron Donald and Sue, they need to be able to push the pocket because that's what Tom Brady hates, you know, pressure up the middle. Sean McVay, I think, needs to, I think, and I think he's going to do this, but game plan things that are different than what's on film. Because Bill Belichick's going to pick apart his film and... Uh, take advantage of that. And then uh, Goff needs to make plays. Biggest thing, Jared Goff just needs to step up, do what he needs to do um, to win. But I don't know. It's a good game. I'm really excited to see the Belichick versus McVeigh, Brady versus McVeigh kind of chess match because I think they're all really smart and I think it'll be a good game. I think Wade Phillips will help the Rams a lot. But I'm going to pick the Patriots. Um, Just something about Patriots experience and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady being there. Um, I'm picking the Patriots. I'm going to pick them to win 37-34. And I I texted a friend of mine today who had a really good point about the Super Bowl. He said, so he said, I'm paraphrasing, but you know how Tom Brady was chanting, you know, we're still here to all the fans to get them hyped up. He has the whole team believing they're underdogs, but it's tough because Vegas doesn't. They have them as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and that's big because Vegas isn't going to, you know, make stupid lines. They obviously yeah. know what they're doing. So yeah. the Patriots are favorites. Yeah. And I will also say that whoever can win over the fans in Atlanta, because with that stadium, if you've watched any game that was played there the with the roof the volume is insane 
and I think it could be a whole new experience just the way with that stadium is built. Right. So I think the stadium is also, you know, the 12th man is, yeah. that, is that factor. To keep going, my friend, shot, I got to give him a shout out to Nick. He's my best friend. But um, the last thing, he, he gave me. <laughs> what? I've known him for 20 years. All right, chill. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this is what he said. He said, it's going to come down to who puts up more points in the fourth quarter because McVeigh and Belichick are going to be ready with the two weeks preps. But then he says, no one's better than Tom in the fourth quarter. He's picking Pats, Rams, 31-24. All of us are within seven points or so. I just, I don't see the Rams scoring less than four touchdowns. Just because, like, a touchdown a quarter, I think they can do that. Um, For me, it's, there's really, for me, there's, like, three stages of the game. There's the first half where, you know, it's going to be who, who's more disciplined, who's going to make smart decisions, stay in the game. And I think the Patriots have that advantage. Well, I think the Patriots have the advantage and everything. But it's the first half because you have your game plan. You're probably going to script out a lot of your plays early on. And then it's just kind of who's more talented. The second part of the game for me is going to be the third quarter. And this might sound stupid, but Tom Brady, Sean McVay, they're going to make adjustments at halftime. So it's a completely different game. New stuff's going to come out. And, you know... Like like we saw in the AFC Championship game, Pat Mahomes came right back and they tied it up. And then it's, you know, the last part of the fourth quarter. Who's going to execute down the stretch, make plays um, to win the game? So I've, I'm really excited. I think it'll be a great game. Um, but Patriots are favored. That's who I'm going with. Same with Roland. Um, what do you guys got any final thoughts on Super Bowl? Uh, just one last thing. If you look at, I think, one of the big keys is the running game. Because if you look at the Patriots, the last, uh, against the Chargers and the Chiefs, Sony Michelle had 100 rushing yards in both games. But if you look at the Rams and what they did to the Cowboys and mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott and then Alvin Kamara, they, neither of them got 50 yards. So I think that's another good matchup to see if the Rams can shut down Sony Michelle, because like we said, they're running the ball a lot more because they're trying to protect Tom Brady. So I think that's going to be a big, a big uh, matchup to watch as well. Yeah, definitely. But in that sense, last year was a shootout between Tom Brady and Nick Foles too. Yeah. So I don't think they're super worried about if the run game is shut down. That being yeah. said, I'm sure they would love to be able to run the ball, too. Yeah. John and Roland, anything else? Nah, man. I don't think so. All right, that's cool. I think I'm okay. Uh, if anything, just follow us on Twitter. Um, I know I'll, I'll be live tweeting a lot on Sunday during the game, um, but I might throw out some tidbits <laughs> during the week, and I'm sure... Roland or John, I don't think Zay will, but they'll hop on too and shoot Zay, out. Have you got? Have you? All you have to do is download the Twitter, and yeah, then I know. sign in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he's he's I on Exodus, isn't he? Yeah. That that's why oh. I said that. But this is work related. Uh, it okay. is. That's true. <laughs> but but yeah, I uh, we'll we'll throw out some stuff on Twitter. Uh, Nick Jean Greco, he's a good follow on Twitter too. He, I definitely like a ton of his tweets. Uh, he Right now he's focusing a lot on Anthony Davis and the Lakers, but um, 
I'm just gonna throw that out there. Anthony Davis went wanted to be wants to be traded um, yeah. out of New Orleans. That's big news in the NBA. Um, even though it's Super Bowl week, we still pay attention to other sports on We Got a Memo. Um, so that'll be an interesting story to watch. Will LeBron get to play with AD and potentially make a run for the championship this year? Um, so before we move on to summarize, Roland and myself on Patriots. Uh, Patriots by three, actually. Our just scores are a little different. And then John and Xavier are picking the Rams. Xavier's picking a Rams win by four, and John picking a Rams win by seven. So this brings us to our last big topic of the podcast. And Roland brought it up, but it's kind of more... It's just like, why do we hate the Patriots or all these other teams that are so good? Why do we hate the Patriots... Alabama, the Golden State Warriors, um, and some other soccer teams. So, Roland, why don't you kind of kick this off? Uh, I just want to start off by saying I hope we're all still friends after this. Um, <laughs> I've got my this is, I've been dreading this. I've been dreading this debate all day. Um, <laughs> because as much as I, I kind of wanted it to be like, you know, like a high school debate, like, like we pick sides and then we'll like go back and forth but uh we didn't plan it out very well no we, <laughs> so, we did not plan this podcast that well at be all three on one uh and who's yeah, the one yeah, so, uh, me i assume i don't know uh, roland i might be on your side a little bit yeah, but, I was gonna say. but yeah, yeah just start start us off because uh, I, I think this is a really good topic yeah but so i basically john sent me something john sent us something about um I mean, I, I was just listening to it, and it's like this soccer guy talking about how he doesn't like the Patriots. And then he turns right around and talks about how um, he doesn't think that uh, um, Russia Dortmund should have should have traded Christian Pulisic uh, when Bayern Munich has won the Bundesliga for the last six years. Um, so it got me... It, it really just had me questioning, like, because this guy just got done saying how much he hates the Patriots, um, and then he doesn't even he, he doesn't even really seem to care that much, other than the fact that I don't know, maybe it's a little old seeing Bayern Munich win, um, but there are teams that have such like a a bigger dominance in their leagues, uh, and one of the th- ones that definitely comes to mind is like PSG. Uh, which I know John is a fan of. It seems like they're kind of in a league of their own, and it's like whoever's going to come second to PSG, um, which is yeah, Paris Saint Germain. It's in the French Premier League. If, if anyone doesn't know, um, so that that just like as a Patriots fan, um, and going into Super Bowl week, and everybody's like, it's everybody versus New England. Uh, the Patriots, or it's everyone versus New England. Um, they love that, actually. It fuels the fire. Nobody believes in them. Nobody wants them to win. So it just makes them, it gives them that chip on their shoulder and makes them want to win even more. So, like, sometimes I can't complain. But it's also sometimes it kind of sucks being a fan of a team like that. Um, and, like, everybody hates your team. So that's what kind of prompted all this. Um, yeah. Did the guy say it was Alexi Lawless? Lawless, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, is Alexi Lawless talking to who? David Mossy. Yeah. He's his co-host. Did he say why he hated the Patriots, though? Um, I don't remember it, like, it was a, it was like half a week ago when John sent this, and I hadn't listened to it since then, um, but he's just, I don't know, he just hates the fact that they're, like, so dominant, um, and that, um, I don't know, I think he he definitely goes to, like, the cheating aspects, Mm -hmm. um, that have been associated with the organization. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like tiptoeing around everything here. That's where um, Zay stands. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, for me, I think that that's one of the things that's like really easy for someone to go to. But like, being a Patriots fan, I've I've felt like the hate against the Patriots before deflategate or before spygate and all that like it, you know patriots are going to their third super bowl under tom brady in 2004 against the eagles and i was like okay like people aren't other than the fact that it was you know can they go back to back like people weren't really rooting for the patriots um there was like kind of like that disdain for them a little bit then and then you know the the Spygate stuff happened, which is like an iffy scandal at best. Xavier's shaking his head. But like, first off, everyone was doing it. Second off, it has no um, no effect on the game or the season or whatever. Um, well, if everyone was jumping we'll, off of a bridge, would we'll, you jump we'll, off we'll a bridge? Into, <laughs> we'll get into that. Well, everyone was jumping off the bridge. And then the NFL sent out a memo saying, hey, don't jump off the bridge anymore. And <laughs> yeah, that's how Bill Belichick says that he misinterpreted. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say you're lying about that. But I don't know. See, for me, so, for, yeah. like, I know I, I don't hate the Patriots. It's more of an annoyance that they're so good and they always... Like, especially me, because I'm an AFC East fan, so I'm just like, oh, the Patriots always win. And it's just because they're so good. But now I'm at the point where I'm just like, they've been to nine Super Bowls in 19 years. Like, that's incredible. So, like, there's a respect for it, but I would like to see someone else win. And I think that's where at least some of the hatred comes from. Because, like, like, they always beat the Bills. Or I'm sure Steelers fans are always just like, oh, they always beat the Steelers. And, like, the Colts fans used to be like, they always used to beat the Colts except for a few years. But I get it because, like, my dad hates the Niners, the Cowboys, and the Steelers. Because when he was growing up, they were always so good and would always win. So I think that's part of it. Like, the the lack of differentiation or... Maybe even this may relate more to the Golden State Wars, but like a lack of competition. Yeah, like a lack of parity. Right, or Alabama in the SEC. I can't really talk to the soccer, but I think that's part of it. They're just like they're tired of seeing the Patriots, so that they just get so much joy in seeing teams like that lose because it's something different. Like there is. Um, oh, go for it, Zane. No, go ahead, John. I was going to say, like, that's why I think sometimes people can get bored with the NFL because they just assume the Patriots will win 
or get bored with the NBA because they assume that the the Warriors are going to do well and it's just going to be a Warriors-Cavs or Warriors-slash-LeBron team's final. And that's why, you know, the Bundesliga or Ligue 1 in France or La Liga in Spain can get a little boring because you expect Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, PSG to win. And the Premier League, you've got six teams, five or six teams, all vying for four spots, and it can get really entertaining. MLS, nobody can accurately predict consistent top finishers or MLS championships. We can all predict that the SEC is going to produce one college football like, you know, contender. Two, if you... Two this year. <laughs> Which is, now I know is a joke. And now we all kind of assume that the Patriots are going to be in the... are going to be in the running, and we're not really sure who else. You know? So I... But it gets down to why do we hate these teams? Why do people like watching the Patriots lose? Because they always win. Or they're, they're some sort of historic rival. Or they're fans. Yeah, the fans definitely annoy me. So, go ahead, Xavier. Um, okay. So, the hate for the Patriots goes back to 2001. When you were five. (laughs) (laughs) The AFC Championship game against the Oakland Raiders. The Uh, tough mm -hmm. When Xavier was five and couldn't talk. Yes, exactly. Okay, I just, actually, my family was talking about this at dinner yesterday, how, how much we hate the Patriots, and it was led by my older brother, Coleman. So, but, it's, okay, it starts with that, but then, saying, like, okay, I have, I don't like to say hate, because I shouldn't hate anybody, but my dislike for Tom Purdy just goes back to that 2001 championship game, all the way to now, because people think he's the goat, but... And he it, kisses his kids on the lips. Oh, okay. yeah, that's something I, else. Yeah, but... So, this, the deflate gate, the spy gate... The spy gate, you cannot say, is controversial, because the Eagles, in last year's Super Bowl, had a fake walkthrough, because they thought that the Patriots were watching them. So they said, let's have a fake walkthrough, and just in case someone is watching us. So, I just... When you know in the back of your head... Like, I, I, I just don't get how Patriots fans just don't think about this because they, they're like, oh, but they have... They're known to be cheaters in the past. Like, how do we know if they actually legitimately won the Super Bowl? And, like... I don't know. And they... Sh- it just frustrates me also when... I Okay, let me give you this. Bill Belichick is a good good coach now if he cheated or when he cheated that's a different story but i just i I agree he's a good coach i do not think though that tom brady is a good is the goat he's a good quarterback i don't want to say he's not but if drew bledsoe did not get injured he would have been just as successful as tom brady because of bill belichick bill belichick makes tom brady so good if if Bledsoe didn't get injured, uh, Bledsoe would have been the starting quarterback, and Tom Brady, I don't think ever would have played for the Patriots. It would have been a few years before 
who knows if the Patriots would have won Super Bowls with Drew Bledsoe. So I just, um, I think there's a lot of things people just totally forget about. If you look at the Patriots for Seahawks Super Bowl, Tom Brady was not clutch at all. The Seahawks were idiots. And then if you look at the Falcons-Patriots game, the Patriots weren't good. The Falcons choked. I just, the Patriots, I don't think you can say have, and if you look all the way back to the Rams and their Panthers wins, those were by field goals, last-minute field goals. So I just, um, I don't think you can say, when people say they're the best team, or I just think it's ridiculous. Uh, I think they've been handed Super Bowls, uh, and it drives me crazy. Um, and that's where I'm at. I just, I just think there's too much, too many issues surrounding the Patriots the last 10, 15 years. And I just, yeah, that's that's my rant. All right, before anyone responds, oh, um, I haven't seen Zay get this worked up since somebody ate his last. Pop tart. <laughs> oh my gosh. Before anyone else responds, uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Alright, everyone, we are back after that heated rant by Xavier. Well, we gave him a little time to cool off before Roland goes. The, the one thing I wanted to add off of uh, Xavier's thing is there are a lot of arguments for what he said, how Tom Brady like didn't win those Super Bowls. Because obviously, you know. His first one, there was the tuck rule and a Vinatieri field goal. There was the second one was a Vinatieri field goal. Then I'm probably missing some the order or something, but then there was you know the Falcons choked and I can't even remember who they beat. Seahawks. The Seahawks, right? Should have ran it with Marshawn Lynch. Um, Beast mode. I'm missing one. What, what, what one am I missing? Uh, Giants. No, the Giants no. won that one. Uh, Eagles. Okay, and and another Vinatieri or Goskowski field goal. So like, I get what you mean. Um, obviously Tom Brady had like a great team around him to help him win. The one thing I will say though is Tom Brady is probably the clutchest quarterback in a in the fact that he's able to get his team in those positions to win the game. Right. So that's. I personally think he is the greatest quarterback of all time just because of accomplishments and stats and what he does for the team with the skill positions around him regardless of talent level. But I, I think it's really hard to argue the fact that he's one of the clutches because even, like, let's look at last week. They tied the game, went down, whether you agree with the overtime rules or not, and I think we talked about it enough last week, but he he drove him down the field, scored a touchdown. He did that in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. So Tom Brady, you know, whether you think he's the GOAT or not, whether you hate him, whether you like him, I want to hear a good argument whether or not he, or not maybe not a good argument, but one that can make me un- understand why you don't think he's the clutchest quarterback. I think you have to uh, give him that. Uh, I, no, I don't. Just because he's lost three Super Bowls. And he's lost many games in the playoffs, too. Yeah. I just, and he's thrown bad interceptions okay. to end games. Right. I, just, right. I, I don't think you can say he's the clutchest of all time. Yes, he's clutch, but I don't think you can say he's the clutchest quarterback of all time. Who who would you say would be? 
You, you, you know, you're like, you gotta give me something if you're gonna yeah. tell me I'm wrong. No, hold on. No, the reason I laughed was because I was gonna say Peyton Manning, but I, that would be a joke. Um, yeah. I mean, look at Terry Bradshaw. Okay, I know he's a Steelers quarterback, but he went to four Super Bowls and won. Okay. Um, um, the, the only thing... So part of my reasoning is, like, I'm not gonna dispute what you think or anything, just because, yeah. like... I, I never watched Terry Bradshaw, right? I'm, I have no yeah. relation to Pittsburgh. I've never watched his highlights. I, I know he's great, but I like I've grown up watching Tom Brady for 20 years now, and I know what he can do. Whereas Terry Bradshaw, it's kind of just like, is he grandfathered into these rankings because he's been so great? So that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. And, I, okay, you might be able to say of, like, this era, yeah, he's the clutchest. But I just, I think you're pushing it on of all time. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um. What was Roland? Did you have something to say though? Yeah, let's go. Uh, it was. It sort of touched on what Michael. Michael sort of touched on what I was saying. Um. When you look at, so before last year, so last year's Super Bowl loss, the two Super Bowl loss to the Giants came down to Eli Manning driving the ball at the end of the game to win. I think. In every Super Bowl that Tom Brady has been in, he has, and this is, I don't want this to turn into like a goat or not goat type of debate because that's a whole different thing. Um, like, I, I, I want to just remind that we're talking about the Patriots organization and not specifically Tom Brady. Yeah. But, but I, I did want to, want to comment on that. I think without a doubt he has, put his team in position to win every single time. Um, whether it is a, a field goal kick by Adam Venateri to win the game, or it's, um, you know, they're leading the Giants going into, like, the last couple minutes, and then it's on to the deep, you know, they're, they're leading against the Giants, and then it's on the defense to try and get that stop. Um, Tom Brady has, has all in all nine super or all eight, because this one hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, he has put the Patriots in position and to win, to, to come out on top, to win every single time. Um, and then it's been the defense that's failed. Um, I can't remember exactly how last Super Bowl went down. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, uh, but like against the Seahawks, they they were leading, and then it came down to the Seahawks and uh, on you know third and goal, and they chose to throw instead of run, and the Patriots, you know, made that stop there uh, and won the game, um, but they were leading, and then against the Falcons. You know, they had, what, 17 minutes of this, like, outrageous comeback after playing atrocious in the first half and then some of the third quarter, and the Falcons couldn't do anything to stop them. So I just, and then, you know, they came back and won it in overtime and, you know, say what you want about overtime rules. Um, I still don't really agree with it, but... um, well, Still, okay. It is what it is. I, but I think that, you know, I I agree that he has been 
one of the clutchest quarterbacks. Him and Bill Belichick have been uh, the best duo, quarterback-coach duo of all time, for sure. So, let me say this. Eli Manning is definitely up there for clutchest quarterback, but uh, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> um, but, hey, two for two in Super Bowls, beating the Patriots, that's pretty good. But, anyway. They've also made the playoffs twice in those yeah, yeah. since then, so. Yeah, um, but... <laughs> If you look at, what, that one season Tom Brady uh, got injured week one towards ACL, um, uh, I, th- I believe it was Matt Castles came in as the backup quarterback, um, and he played the rest of the season, I believe. They went 11-5. and five. So I think my all I'm, my, all I'm trying to say is I think the success of the Patriots falls more on Bill Belichick than it does on Tom Purdy. And I think you should give more credit to Bill Belichick than you should to Tom Purdy of the Patriots' success. That's okay. all my point is, and that's why I don't think Tom Purdy is the, the GOAT. So I just think Bill Belichick can have success with other quarterbacks. He did it with Matt Castles when Brady went down with an ACL injury. So... Uh, I just, yeah, that's all my point was. And I also hate Boston fans, no offense, Joel, and that's just, I mean, not just Patriot fans, just Red Sox, anyone. So, yeah, that's just, I just had to throw that in there. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with Roland. I mean, part, or Xavier, part of it is the fans are just so annoying. Yeah. In general. Like, I'm not saying you're annoying, Roland, but, like, just like Philly fans. Yeah, Philly oh, fans. Are they worse or, or better? Because, I mean, I've been to Boston. I haven't been to a Patriots game. I've been to uh, several Red Sox games. And I, I mean, I root for the Red Sox when I go to the to Fenway. Um, just because they're one of the teams that I like. Uh, but I don't really see them as being, other than the fact that, ooh, I, I, never mind. I need to tread lightly here. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like my girlfriend, Massachusetts. I can't say too much here. For me, it's like, <laughs> like one of my roommates, for example, and not, he's not the stereotype for all Pats fans, but it's like when they lost against Miami on, on the uh, that crazy last play, he was just like, "Oh, it's over! Like they're so bad now, they're never gonna be so good." I'm just like, dude, you gotta relax. Like they have won five Super Bowls. And you lose one big game and you're acting like it's the end of the world. Whereas, like, me, a Bills fan, losing records, losing games, that's what I'm used to. Like, they, in, I'm, like I'm saying in general, I don't, I'm not trying to, like, take shots at Rome, but, like, they can't, like, take a loss. And I'm just like, come on. I, that is something, I, I didn't think about that, but that is because when you look at, you know, the, the championship, I mean, nine Super Bowl appearances, um, what, like three or four World Series championships since 2000. Um, I don't know if they've had an NBA Finals, uh, but they had two or three Stanley Cup championships uh, in that time. So the, the, the people who are Boston sports fans have um, definitely – they're in for a rude awakening when uh, when the team's stopping as good. Uh, yeah. Because that's, I mean, 
for for people around our age, you know, that are growing up supporting those teams, like winning is all they've known. You know, they don't they don't remember the uh, the the Patriots being, you know, the punching bag of the NFL for so many years. Uh, and if they, you know, on the off chance they make a Super Bowl, they get pounded in it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that's the last thing. But that's this is same with Pittsburgh too. Like we we expect so much out of our sports teams. Um, so when like the Pirates when they stink, we like come on, which has been for so long. But um, I also just want to make clear that yes, I said Belichick could is a good coach, but there's also some questions whether or not he cheated. So I just want to put that out there too. Definitely a uh, topic for continued discussion. Um, if I were to take any take like generalizations from this debate, it's just like, it's why, why are they so hated? It's cause of the annoyance and the repetition of their success, especially when they repeatedly beat down certain teams um, like the Warriors, for example. I know we didn't really touch on them, but it's like lack of competition because, like, does anyone really think that they're going to lose the finals this year? Like, like, give me a good argument for some them, yeah. them losing this year. It's really hard. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's as much like it is with the Warriors, you know. When the Patriots weren't doing so hot earlier this season, everybody was like, oh, like, it's the end of Tom Brady, like, sky's falling kind of thing that they always do every year. Um, like before the season even started, everyone was like, "Yeah, Warriors are gonna win." Right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's, I don't see it as being as boring as that. Yeah, it's definitely it's, different. So, so yeah. Well, I'm sure this will come up again in other topics. Um, but to let, to close out the podcast, do you guys have a favorite sport sports moment of the week? USA beating Panama. I think it's a great way to start Greg Berhalter, the new U.S. men's national team for soccer, for anyone listening in. I think it's a great start for them. I enjoyed the way they played. I think once they get their starters back, it'll be great. Michael Bradley starting to win back some confidence, but the most important thing is that the men's national team builds back confidence. There was less than 7,000 people in this stadium and you're only going to build confidence, fans, and as a business, revenue by winning. And that's the most important thing. Definitely. All right, who's next? Uh, I, mine's just, I think, I don't know if it was this week, but I saw that Tennessee was number one in men's college basketball, mm-hmm. uh, which I was surprised. Usually you're expecting like a Duke, Kansas, you know, teams like that, North Carolina or something like that, to be number one. So I, I actually was happy to see a, a Tennessee SEC team number one. Um, but, yeah, I just that was my moment of the week. Roland, do you have one? Yeah, for me it was uh, the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, the, that, that highlight of... Um, I don't know why I'm so bad with names. Mike Evans' uh, interception turned like a little rugby kind of thing. When oh, yeah. I, it definitely was a contender after watching it yesterday. But um, mine, you know, shout out to the Mount, was going 
was going back this weekend for uh, homecoming weekend and uh, watching the uh, men's and women's swim team. Uh, they swim against LaSalle. Uh, they lost, which if you know LaSalle and you know the Mount swimming, it was kind of a given, but it was senior night. Um, so it was really cool to go back and support uh, some of my former teammates. So. Awesome. Um, for me, I'm going to go with the... The NHL, no, the NHL's uh, Skills Challenge. That was my first time watching it. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really exciting. Um, Definitely kept me, like, engaged. And I'm not even, like, the biggest hockey fan, but my roommate really loves the Capitals, and we watched it together, and it was just really fun. You didn't even touch on Caps fans. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's... That's all right. Caps don't have an era of dominance, unless you count this past season. And a half. Right. But yeah, it's it was... It's on people's Instagram bios. There's no need for that. You know what? <laughs> they, let them do what they want. It's, Are they it's... worse than, than Philly fans, though? No. Not yet. They Not burnt... Yet. Philly fans burnt cars. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. They aren't yet. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. I hope everyone can watch the Super Bowl, goes to a party, eat some good food, eat some food that's bad for you. But, you know, it's all part of the experience. you got to watch the game. We have our picks. We hope you make yours. And, as always, thank you for the listen. Shoot us a tweet, a like, a favorite, a retweet, anything you can. Interact with us on Twitter. That's our main platform, but we are on Facebook. Not yet Instagram. But, yeah, interact with us. Uh, We love it. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. We will have our recap of the Super Bowl. And some topic that's yet to be determined. Um, But enjoy. And just like last week, shout out Brooklyn Nine-Nine.